live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome. It's Monday, the 17th of July. Alhamdulillah, corresponding for the 22nd of Sha'awal. And yes, Alhamdulillah, we can say that we have been granted another day to tune into, of course, Madrasa on E. And this is the Hajj edition. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, along with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in studio. And I hope that you have had a peaceful and blessed day so far, as well as you are going to be tuned in now up until 4 o'clock, inshallah, where we are going to be speaking about Hajj and the Hajj edition in terms of Madrasa on E. To know that you can send through your questions to our SMS line as well as our WhatsApp number. But for now, I will be handing over to Sheikh and first greeting, Sheikh Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, how are you doing this afternoon? Fine, alhamdulillah and how's yourself? I'm alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Sheikh, for the timing that we have available, I will be handing over to do the opening dua, inshallah, and also give us a recap as to where we stopped on Thursday. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعد رب اشرح لي صدري ويسد لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا ورزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته تقول الرسنس أوثه Alhamdulillah, thanks and praise due to Allah always and forever. We cannot thank Allah enough for being of the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to be of that favored people that Allah has granted to be Muslim per Allah's wish and Allah's desire. Rabb. And yes, you and I did not decide that we wanted to be Muslim and Allah has given us this gift. Ya Rabb, subhanak, may Allah grant us the appreciation, the understanding, how fortunate we are, and how much of a gift that we've been given, we didn't have to stumble over our feet to be able to become Muslim. Ya Rabb, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, laka alhamdu wa laka shukr, ya Rabb. All thanks and gratitude belongs to you, but grant us worthy, grant us the fact that when you've chosen us that we are worthy of this status, and grant us to be of those who get to the level of pardon, forgiveness, and short for all our shortcomings and weakness, that we can actually enjoy, Ya Rabb, the pardon and the forgiveness of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the day when he will ask you, you, you Allah, for to pardon us and you will pardon us on the fact that you have chosen us to be this ummah and that you've chosen us to be the, this ummah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah grant us that khayr and barakah. Allahumma ameen, 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 ya Rabbil Alameen. Um, then salah, love and salam on our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the last and final messenger whom Allah sent to this world. His purpose was to guide man how to be decent human beings, how to be the rest, the good slaves of Allah. He was sent for that purpose because the slaves of Allah are the human beings and the, the, the good slaves of Allah is the best of human beings. And so all the human beings that on the earth the person that's a Muslim submissive to Allah and his messenger are the best of human beings that there is. They were sent to be there as a reason to guide others, to be there as a robe that they can show others and they, they, their lifestyle can have an impression on the life of others. Yes, you and I need to ask the question, are we there? May Allah grant us that status and position. Allahumma amin, amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah. 
Can we, uh, I think uh, that for an introduction, allow me just to say, allow us to do the opening dua together. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim, bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wal'aqibatu lilmuttaqin, waljannatu lilmuwahidin, wal'udwana illa ala al-zalimin. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal-mursaleen, Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Rabbana zalamna anfusana, fa'in lam taghfil lana wa tarhamna, lana kunanna minal khasirin. Allahumma innaka afuun kareemun, tuhibbul afu wa fa'fu anna. Allahumma inna nas'aluka ridaka wal janna, ونعوذ بك من سختك والنار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب الألمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله ما شاء الله um, As for uh, recapping where we were last week We went into the hadith that we said to you The hadith that is mentioned to us by Jabir ibn Abdullah uh, and how Jabir in actual fact has shown the great grandson of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Muhammad ibn Ali ibn Hussein ibn Ali radiallahu an uh, um, uh, how, how he, the, the great, great grandson of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam how he has performed the hajj with Jabir to be able to understand and experience the hajj of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we went to the process of in last week's lesson as to how, for that matter, Jabir took the Nabi took the role of of of, of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and and Jabir informed us at the process of how the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam left uh, the the, the uh, to to go on on this journey, and made the khutbah the Friday, and then the Saturday they left and they went off to Dhul Khulaifa, and then for Dhul Khulaifa. There was a, a woman that gave birth, and she informed the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. She gave birth to a, a, a son, and they named the son Muhammad ibn Abu Bakr. Uh, and and she asked that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam inform her what must be done. And actually, the baby was brought to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and they asked the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam to be able to put some um, saliva of the Nabi or some dates that the Nabi chew it and put it into the mouth of the child. And um, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did that and answered her question by saying to her, take a bath, bandage or cover your private parts very well and enter into the inviolable state, meaning you may be able to enter into the state of ihram. And then we went into the process of that night, what happened with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to each and every of his wives and interacted with them and he uh, then... Uh, uh, um, um, so that you and I may learn the lesson of the importance of the ihram, the state of ihram before Hajj or Umrah, that we recognize it's a serious matter, an absolute serious, so serious that of necessity, as a man, you must be able to have an intimacy with your partner, and as a female, you cannot refuse, and you must go out of your way to be able to allow you and your partner to be free, because Shaitan is going to allow the processes if you do not, and thus Allah has said, we said, 
Allah says in the Quran, Fala Rafath. See that there is absolutely no Rafath in the state of Ihram. When you enter the state of Ihram, there must be no Rafath, nothing that is because you are you are married and halal to one another, so you need to be open and free with one another so that you can feel contentment so that nothing happens after this and you get affected by negativities with what you're going to be exposed to. And you're going to be in ihram, so from this moment onwards, you're going to keep yourself at a high in ibadah and you're going to allow the state of intimacy with one another as husband and wife gives you the total freedom that you don't need to look around and look at others or when you see that you actually can lower your gaze and not pay attention to any of those things but I have found contentment with one another as the reason that Allah has made it halal for the two of you to be husband and wife for one another and so it also then says to us indirectly a serious matter is it good for, for single people to go for Hajj or for Umrah? Is it healthy? Is it good? It's actually not the best because you are going to be exposed to so many things. You ask any of the people that's been there, they'll tell you. How much are you tested? How much? What is the extent? Because you're going on to the greatest ibadah. And the Nabi has shown us you need to be able to have that intimacy. And as Allah says, the first of those conditions, Fala Rafath. If you enter into the state of haram, if haram, you, there shouldn't be any rafat, not whatsoever, not a single doubt, not a millionth of it, not a single percent, not a note, comma, note, 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 not one percent. No, there must be zero form or hundred percent zero form of rafat, says Allah. Subhanak may Allah to protect and grant us khair and barakah. And, and, and it's a serious matter. It's not an ordinary thing, right? And this brought us to the end of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that evening, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then went after having been intimate with all his wives. He went then and he took a single bath. And after the single bath, and we said, in between from one wife to the other, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam cleaned his mouth with, with the miswak. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did the istinja with each and every one of them and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did the, 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 the wudu after each and every moment he had intimacy with them and he ordered them to do the same and they, they actually had to prepare themselves in a bath because he was the husband when actually fact had to be able to go around to each and every one and each and every one when they completed they could take their bath to leave themselves and the end of the bath the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did the bath and the morning the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went in for fajr to perform the fajr salah in the masjid he led the fajr and after the Fajr Salah, immediately the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went into the state of Ihram. The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went into the state of Ihram and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam read the words لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ لَبَّيْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ And that's what the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam read. And Jabir said after having read those words with the intention to be able, Jabir says we did not have any knowledge of what the intention of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was going to do for Hajj. All we knew is the normal state is you go into the state of Haram and, and, and you go with either Hajj or Hajj and Umrah. And thus, this is what happened, says Jabir. And the Nabi Sallallahu got onto the camel and we could all see him. We all didn't follow his intention just as he did that we try to do. Shukran so much for that. You can send through your comments and your suggestions as well as your questions through to our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number. Sheikh, over to you. Shukran, Jazakallah khair. Um, thank you for that one, Auntie Yasmina. 
we mentioned that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam then came out of the masjid and then got onto his camel. The camel stood tall and it appeared that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was above everybody, but also prominent that everybody could see him and it prominent to the extent that everybody could follow his advice. And Jabir says, and as far as I could see in front of me, behind me, to my right and to my left, there was only people and people as far as I could see. Some of them were riding on, 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 on different uh, vehicles and others was walking. The Messenger of Allah was prominent amongst us and the Quran was being revealed and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was reported to us from what Allah has said. And in that moment, there was a moment that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to us, Jibreel came to me and he has informed me that the male amongst you must be able to raise their voices for Allah loves to hear the sound of the uh, of the talbiyah and the takbir Allah loves to listen to it in the in the in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the, the echo of it in the samawat Allahu Akbar so Allah the, the Nabi says that Allah says that says that Jibreel has informed the, 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 the Nabi that must instruct the males to raise their voices. Now, Ms. Probi, I would just want to say to the males, and, 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 and please, if it's not males listening, please speak to the males. The females say the takbir and they say, Labbaik Allahumma labbaik, labbaik la sharika laka labbaik, inna alhamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk la sharika laka. You heard me? That's a, the loudness of a female. Her voice is not heard. She, does, she doesn't say, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. That is not a woman. You're not a female. You must be, become a lady, a decent lady from an Islamic perspective. Your voice, you're kept to yourself. You're not heard. The person next to you, your husband and wife, and, and, and the other people, the other ladies, they may be able to listen to your voice, but you don't raise your voice. When it's your husband, let your husband raise the voice. Say to the males, the, vo the voices, they must not shout. They don't need to shout, but they must raise their voice. Now this is different between Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik, that's shouting. This is raising your voice. Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik, Labbaik la sharika laka Labbaik, inna alhamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk la sharika laka. Have you heard the difference between the two? That is exactly what the Nabi did. He raised his voice and he says, Allah loves and Allah says, Allah loves to listen to the echoes or the voices of the males in the Samawat when they say the Takbir and when they say the Talbiyah. So this is an instruction for the Hujaj on Hajj. Coming from the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa that comes directly from Jibreel, that is direct the message from Allah ta'ala. So subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And so when we prepare the males also for having to go into the ihram, remind him, this is the advice of Allah and his Rasul. The woman has their voices heard from everybody because he follows the khawabis. And the males is the bang, and it's the scam, and it's the scam. That is not Islam. The males must be heard. They must, the, even the malaika must hear the echo of all the males. And Ali Mans Mutsam. And we actually remind him that this is the, the Hajj of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he taught us it. If you are on Hajj, you better see that you do that. If you wish to see that your Hajj 
show Allah that I'm here for the purpose to be here with you, my Lord. I came here, I, I'm, I'm in dire need, in intensive need of your hajj to be, of my hajj to be granted, a hajj makbur and babarur, and nobody but nobody can give that to me, you and you alone, Allah. And thus I say, I'm on my path to you. Labbaik, Allahumma labbaik, at your service, my Lord, at your service. Subhanak la hawla wa quwwata illa billah. So when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said those words and said the Quran was revealed to him and he said what Jibreel has to, uh, given to him as verses, he then reminded us what we must do. And uh, Jabir said, and we did everything. And then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa reminded us and said to us, Please, I am instructing you. I'm commanding. I'm giving you the, the way. I'm showing you what to do. And see that you do the hajj exactly as I did. For I don't know. Most probably. I might not perform another hajj after this. So see that you are serious and having to follow the exact everything that I'm doing. And the Nabi repeated then after that, said again, And when he said it, he said it in front of everybody and he wanted everybody to participate. And everybody, the males of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, when they actually heard this, they raised their voices. And so obviously the echo was loud. The echo was out there. And like Jabir said, there was people everywhere around us and everywhere around. And he says, I was on my camel right next to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to the one side of the Nabi, to be able to observe everything of his action and so that I can do exactly as he did. Subhanak. Now, obviously, we here can understand the reason why the other Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, who were scattered around, uh, uh, could then refer the Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa great grandson to Jabir, because they heard that Jabir was right next to the Nabi. And they heard that Jabir wanted to do everything in total permission, in sight and in action and in word and in everything. And so, obviously, Jabir has taken note of this. So, Jabir is the best person to be able to guide the great grandchildren of the Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nay, he's also the best to guide all of us. All of us, each and every member of the Islam when it comes to our hajj. And so the name Jabir become, becomes a prominent name in our hajj, a name that will vibrate because he, Allah, has granted him amongst all the Sahaba to be that person who wanted to take note of every detail of the way you and I need to perform our hajj as a need, not a maybe, not a want, not because we, not because we want to or not, it's because of the need for us to see that our hajj is be done in accordance with Exactly that of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His name, Jabir ibn Abdullah, becomes vibrant and becomes meaningful. And we understand the reason why we must try our best to be able to see that we do everything in accordance of the Hajj of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. He's speaking about the Hajj of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I hand back over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah. Sheikh Tavato. Shukran for that one, Yasmina. We mentioned to us the, 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 the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam pertaining to the talbiyah, labbaik Allahumma labbaik. And I think we all know those words. I think we've all heard it, and especially if you've been to classes, you've gone, you've heard it. And, and, uh, and by now the ummah, is, uh, we, we hear it on hajj and we hear it on, 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 on when people go on hajj. And I think most of us has been exposed to those words. The meaning of that is, 
at your service, my Lord. Now, at your service, my Lord, meaning I admit to the fact that I've been invited. I'm a guest and you are the host and I'm responding to you. You invited me by Nabi Ibrahim to come and yet I am responding and I'm saying at your service, my Lord, I'm coming to do what you asked Nabi Ibrahim to, to invite us to. And I've heard the invitation and I'm here responding to that invitation. And I'm saying at your service, my Lord, at your service, my Lord, dear Rabb. At your service. Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. Labbaik la sharika laka labbaik. At your service, my Lord, you have no partner. In alhamd, verily, the thanks and the gratitude and the grace, the praise and the grace and the dominion, they all belong to you. Laka alhamdu wa laka shukr. In alhamda wa shikra, in alhamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk, they all belong to you, and you be beyond, you belong the dominion and the control of everything that there is. You are in charge of everything. You have no partner. There is absolutely no partner to you in your position as Lord. There is nothing like you, and nobody is equal to you. You are absolutely alone. And Jabir told us that this is what the Nabi said over and over at the beginning and having to be able to instill the process of the Talbiya whilst he was sitting and was giving the message to the people. The people also pronounced this expression with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which means the Nabi told them to say that and they did that in following the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And, and, and Alhamdulillah it's still been done up till today we all use the same words. And what Jabir then says, he says, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa heard other people saying other words of what they did or what they said of before. Meaning, but the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did not stop them as long as they were saying words in honor and praise to Allah. But he kept on saying those words so that everybody then came into the trend of saying those words and discarding whatever other words that they had. And Jabir said, we did not have any other intention, but that we were going for Hajj and Hajj only. Being unaware of the permissibility of performing the Hajj and the Umrah together. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. What is important for us to understand it is the fact that, remember we said that the rebel, the, the, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left uh, um, in the end of Dhul Khulayfa, I mean, uh, left, left from Dhul Khulayfa and left at the end of the month of Shawwal, uh, I mean, the, the end of the month of Dhul uh, Qa'ada, somewhere around about uh, um, the, the last few days of Dhul Qa'ada. But the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reached the, 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 in, 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 uh, uh, in Mecca because now it was about a, a poor, approximately eight days of travel and they were traveling and according to Jabir whenever they stopped, wherever they stopped and where, whatever situation happened it was the fact that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam carried on doing the Talbiyah again repeated the situation of take from me your pattern of Hajj and saying that oh it's over and Jabir said we watched the Nabi whatever he did we did and we do it to the best of our ability he says until we reached the moment of 
uh, where we entered into Makkah and where we got to the Makkah, that was around about the 4th of the Hijjah. The night we landed off at a place just outside Makkah, outside the valley, and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went to some of his family members there. He took rest at the place. He then took a bath the morning, uh, being in the state of Ihram, and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then uh, continued and entered into the city uh, of Makkah and came in uh, and, and, and it so is that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam entered the city and came into, the, the, into Makkah and entered into, into, the, the, uh, uh, into the house and we said the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi entered into the, the door called Bab Bani Shaiba which is known today or in the area of Bab Salam and be the reason why they give the name Bab Salam is because the Nabi said there the words Allahum Labbaik Allahum Salam wa minka salam tabarakta wa ta'alayta ya dal jalali wal ikram Those words that the Nabi normally said after every salah the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa entered with those words and the Nabi entered with us raising his hands when saying those words for the first time for a year he says Allahum anta salam wa minka salam وَأَدْخِلْنَا الْجَنَّةَ دَارَ السَّلَامِ Ya Rabb, oh Allah, and enter us into the, 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 the Jannah, which is the door, the, part, the, the abode of your peace, and allow us to enter that door. And this is what the Nabi said here, and may Allah grant us khair as we go along, inshaAllah. Amen. I, oh, I hand over to Sheikh to continue as the way she stopped, Sheikh Tafadol. Shukran for that one, Auntie Yasmina. Um, we were at the moment at the entry of, of the house of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi I mean the Nabi Sallallahu entering the, the, the Baytullah, entering the, the Masjid, um, and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi coming in and at the Bab Salam, and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi made the dua of Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam. Thereafter the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi read, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Walillahi alhamd. The Nabi recited those words and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa started to go into the tawaf, into the process of tawaf. Now, what we mentioned is the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did not walk straight to the, the, the beginning where, where Maqam Ibrahim, where Hajjul Aswad is. The Nabi didn't go there. The Nabi instead went to the side. Now, remember the Nabi is teaching us the method that you don't walk in and create a bottleneck. You don't be part of the uncomforts, be part of the ease. Go in and use the mind to the best of your ability to see how can I make things easy in life. Here on Hajj, you're dealing with various different types of people. And you deal the pro- deal with the process in such a way that you flow, get into a, like into a river. You add something to it and you go to where the flow is. So here you see the, the circle around the, the, the Kaaba going into a certain way. Then join in that you can go in until you get to the Hajjul Aswat to be able to start your intention. Now it's at the Hajjul Aswat at that corner that we start with our intention of the of the the umrah or the hajj and from there onwards you start with the intention of the 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 your tawaf and you go in now the tawaf according to the scholars are saying to us that tawaf has been given various names if it is an umrah you're doing you call that the tawaf the tawaf umrah if it is a hajj you're doing you call that tawaf al-qudum the the tawaf of arrival but that is also the tawaf of the Umrah or the tawaf of the Hajj itself. The tawaf of the of the Hajj, because you start on, on with this ibadah. And remember uh, um, the process of the intention that the person made when he came in, 
He has he came in with the intention to be able to do the niyyah of the ihram called tamattu' He's doing the hajj and the umrah together in one or the hajj and the umrah with the separation between the hajj and the umrah but it's the niyyah of the hajj that is the fundamental process that's in charge you can't say i'm busy doing a umrah now and then later i'm going to go into the hajj no it's tamattu' means you have the two together this that's why allah says faman tamattaa bil umrah Ilal Hajj, joining the word Ba and Ila, joining the two, so the one is connected to the other, very, very clear, solid connection, there's no break between it, so yes, the breakage is you go out of Ihram, that is the advantage that Allah has given to this Ummah as a gift that nobody ever has done and been given before us, Subhanak, but we need to understand that we are in a secrecy. We are now in Allah's uh, uh, parlor, in Allah's place. We are at the place where Allah's invited us and Allah's the host here. We are the guest of Allah here. And everything Allah is absolutely aware of everything that we do. And thus Allah says, وَتَزَوَّدُوا prepare yourselves for إِنَّ خَيْرَ الزَّادِ taqwa. The best of preparation is to have excessive taqwa in your character, in your behavior, in your mannerism, in all your action. Whether you're going to go out of ihram after having to be in the ihram, you must be cognizant of yourself all the time, right? Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. This is what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam does here and, and show us how to enter into the, the, the Baytullah and how to use the processes. And whenever we're going to use the Baytullah or the, the enter into the Haram of Makkah, then this is the processes. And the, if you want to tawab, this is how you enter into it and you go around until you got to the, to the, the, uh, to the Hajj al-Aswad. And then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam greeted the Hajj al-Aswad and, 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 and kissed it and touched it with his hand. And the Nabi says, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. He made the niyyah for his tawaf. No, the niyyah is not in words. In the niyyah you have, um, you could be saying words that you want to, but, but there's no specific words that you want to say as a niyyah. It's that thing that you have in your heart. It's pure for the purpose and the reason. And you then carry on into the, the, the dua. The various du'as that's to be made, any person can say any words in their du'a, as we've said. You can say in your du'a, or in your, the words in your, uh, we recommend that you give words of honor and praise to Allah before you actually get to du'a, of having to say, oh Allah, I want this and I want that. Right? So saying words such as Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, Wala ilaha illallah, Wallahu akbar, Wala hawla, Wala quwwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim is the recommended words. Most probably you could be doing that in the first few shout around the Kaaba. The, 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 the movements around the Kaaba, every one of them is called a shout. And the Nabi, there's, there's, there's seven shouts. And we found this is how the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came in. And this is what he did. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came in, the first three, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after the Nabi got to the Hajj al-Aswad, from there onwards the Nabi lowered his, uh, lowered his one side of the, the, of the, 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 the haram for the males, and the Nabi sallallahu ran, in the seventh round, he ran for the three, first three thereof, and then placed the haram back onto the soldiers, both of them, and then they walked the next four, right? And then thereafter the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam completed the tawaf, and every time the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came between Rukun Yamani and Rukun and Hajj al-Aswad, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, uh, Allah, the Nabi says, uh, the words in, 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 that Allah teaches us of the Quran, 
ومنهم من يقول ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذى بالنار يسي بتوين ركن يماني الحجر الأسود يسي ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذى بالنار and you can add if you want to ودخلنا الجنة ما الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار uh, uh, you could say you could add anything what, what allows you to be able to go from Hajr al-Aswad and Rukan Yamani until Hajr al-Aswad when you get to Hajr al-Aswad again the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam raised his hand uh, or used his stick and showed it to Hajr al-Aswad and said Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam carried on now the Nabi did not do the standing he didn't come to that point and he stood there but he raised his stick and he then moved on to be able to show a flow because the moment you go and stand we see this happening many times your standing creates a creates a bottleneck and when there's a bottleneck in Haram, the Haram of Makkah you can but imagine the stampede it might cause and the uncomfort that you can cause for other people so we use our brains to the best of our ability our intellect the power that Allah has granted us the ability to realize that we do our act but do it in such a way that we always cognizant and considerate of everybody else Right? I do not consider me, I am last to be considered of. I need to consider everybody around me, and I am the last person to consider myself. So I don't consider myself first, I consider myself last, and I see as when in the Haram of Makkah, I see that I consider everybody else, and I consider myself last. So I don't mind to go through the bumps, because now in the Haram of Makkah, I'm going to be exposed to an international ummah of mine, an ummah that is from everywhere with various types of character and behavior and mannerism. And yes, the Muslim probably is going to bump again me, but this is the barakah and the nur and the rahmah of Allah around the Kaaba that Allah wants to allow me to touch my Muslim brother and my Muslim sister everywhere around the world. And I'm going to have that intimacy with them. Ya Rabb, may Allah grant us that sense of realization that we've been given this. So we don't come home and make an issue, an issue, but they bump me, they do this. That's not, this is, if you know it's going to happen, it must happen, allow it to happen here and keep on letting them bump you here. Let them understand this is my Muslim brother's. If you go to the shopping centers, as labarang is, and when the winkles do what Your own brothers and sisters, they bump you. And you, think you, you create bottlenecks because you want to go in the air, you want to see this. May Allah open the path. So let us realize we are now with a Muslim ummah, being granted the opportunity in Allah's presence. Let us show appreciation for the moment. If they bump me, if they walk on my toes, or if they do anything of my Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. You can send through your questions through to our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number, and we will definitely try our best to address it. However, Sheikh, there is a few questions that came through, and it's come, it came through on the WhatsApp number, and it says here, Assalamu alaikum, wanting to know if a family member can be your mahram that's bipolar yeah if a, p- a family member that that, that uh, needs to be your mahram as a mahram a male uh, and the person has bipolar bipolar is something which is uh, we, we it's up and down at times if the person's bipolar process is not of harm and he doesn't have control of himself um, then you can probably use him as a mahram but if he is and thus it is best to be able to make sure that pr- 
prior to us going on to the ibadah that you make sure that we have we know that this person has got the capacity to take the responsibility because a reason for a mahram is somebody who takes care of you somebody who's in charge of you somebody who guides you protects you assists you with as a female because you are then vulnerable if you don't have a mahram and if a person has bipolar and he is supposed to be a mahram and he's weak in his that state of a bipolar then your protection is not there and thus Allah has put these things in place so that you and I may have what is needed for us when we go on to a journey. May Allah grant khair and barakah to all of us, inshaAllah. But if the person is healthy and strong, a person that's been uh, been identified with bipolar, but it is not affecting him at that moment, alhamdulillah, there's nothing wrong with having that person if he can fulfill his responsibilities and his duties. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then there's another question that came through on our SMS line. That's from the number 2049. It says, Salam, Sheikh. How important is it to lay open tables if you can't really afford it because of tradition? Um, uh, obviously, the person is speaking here from the side of when they say can to lay open tables if I cannot afford it. Um, uh, it, it is important that you that we under, need to understand. Our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to us, when you go for Hajj, go and inform the people and instruct them and tell them when you're leaving and they must be able to make dua for you. It is healthy for our people to know that when we visit the Hujaj, that we go and visit the Hujaj and we give what we can to them. We don't go there and sit to have lunch and supper and tea time and all this, right? Uh, yes, if they do offer us something and they something they offer on the table, alhamdulillah. But we go to them and we offer them, we give unto them because we want to benefit from their Hajj. We want them to remember us. We must. We want them then when they eat and drink and do what ever to do in the ibadah of the hajj that we enjoy of the barak of that of having to give them some gift as the nabi has said to us when somebody is on a journey allah says to us then that person is deserving of zakah right that person is whether he's absolutely rich whether he's the richest billionaire in the world if he's on a journey that you and i give him something to be able to make it easy whether you give him a cup uh, whether you give him a, a bar of soap whether you give him uh, some water to take with or whether you give him a little bit of sugar or tea or something like that whatever you give you give the intention was must be that we must be able to give to the hujaj we're not going to them and so the the purpose for laying the op- op- open table is not what is recommended because the 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 traditions becoming so con- so contagious it's so destructive it's so harmful the tradition must be there that when we can afford it and when my family members assist me we want to say to the judge don't close your doors for the people don't say don't come so when they come um, if you can offer them a little bit of water give them but laying over tables because I must buy this, I must buy it. No, 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 that is not what Islam says. Remember your family member that you're going for Hajj, your family member, some of them will bring something and support them to the table. When they offer it for you, and if you are poor and you don't have it for yourself, you need to put it on the table for yourself and your own children, then you do so. There's nothing wrong. But don't close the door for the public and do not let us take away the good that there is that Allah guided us to. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. In this last few minutes of the program, we are going to be dealing with the questions that were sent through. And of course, this is going to be the questions in which you need clarity on. However, I am going to be turning some focus through to some of the questions that has come through. And it says here, Salam, uh, Sheikh, can a person who is in a wheelchair bound go for Hajj and Umrah? I have been told I can no longer go for Hajj due to being in a wheelchair. Kindly clarify, Kanala. 
Shukranjazakal have that question. I want to say to the person, I, I don't know who has told you that, uh, because a person can go for a hajj when you're in a wheelchair. The important aspect that goes with it is the understanding that when a person goes for hajj and you're in a wheelchair, which means you are not, your health is not capable of having to deal with yourself, remember, we are not supposed to go and be an, a, a nuisance on other people like other who judge. Yes, they wouldn't mind to assist, but it's best to be able to have somebody with you of your own if you can still do the ibadah otherwise if your health is not capable of having to perform it with somebody that is of your own self that you see that you take this person with you to assist you like your children and your own family members if it's not of that nature then it's not the best to be able to add the load then a hajj buddle can be done on your behalf Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then here's another one that came through on our WhatsApp number. And it says, Ya Assalam, why do I always get airsick when I travel? I have been on Hajj and Umrah, always sit in my, uh, sick in my stomach. What can I take? Uh, as to the part of the question as to what can I take, uh, I'd like to say to the person, first and foremost, uh, challenges come from Allah Ta'ala. So when Allah puts you into the challenge, your first link is to be able to have connection with Allah. For only Allah can relieve you or ease you out of your challenge. And if the challenge is whenever you are on travel, Allah Ta'ala can put you in the challenge. Keep the connection and beg of Allah to guide you and to grant you the strength to grant you to overcome. Remember when we be given any challenge in life, Immediately make connection with Allah and that's the reason we give the challenge because Allah wants to see are you connected with the world and the dunya and what can I take like what can I take what doctor when hospital? Yes Consult the hospital and the doctors and take those things which Allah has placed on the earth to benefit you from But make your connection first and foremost with Allah and trust with the connection you make with Allah Allah's gonna put the barakah in the things that the hospital and the doctor offered you So make connection with the hospital say to the hospitals because the question is not to me It's a it's a scholar of the medical world that needs to be able to say in your medical uh, 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 In the medical fraternity your medical ability as your yourself you need to be able to make connection with them they will be able to guide you but you connect with Allah and ask Allah to put the barakah into into that and I have the connection with Allah inshallah Shukran so much for that Sheikh there is no other questions however you can still send it through inshallah and we will try our best in terms of grasping that do know that the adhan for us will be at 1537 and we still have a few minutes left in terms of continuing as to where we stopped just before the ad break Sheikh Tafatul I just want to mention that we've completed the tawaf in accordance and we've just looked at the very lightly onto the issue as Jabri indicates to us as what has happened with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and then thereafter says Jabir, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to the area of the Maqam Ibrahim, uh, uh, which we say the Maqam Ibrahim is where it then referred to the process of where the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read, read the words, the verses, وَاتَّخِذُوا مِن مَقَامِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ مُصَلَّى Surah number 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 125, when Allah tells says, and take uh, the place of Ibrahim as a place of prayer. Meaning, Allah wants us to be able to make the Sarah at Maqam Ibrahim facing the Kaaba, but Maqam Ibrahim is between us and the Kaaba. You stand behind Maqam Ibrahim in front and 
and for that matter, if they're behind, immediately behind, if Maqam Ibrahim is full, then anywhere in the Haram of Makkah, where the intention of standing behind Maqam Ibrahim is possible, to be able to perform your two raka'at after the tawaf, and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa shows us, that is where it must be. So you go with the intention to stand behind Maqam Ibrahim, if the place is full and you cannot stand there, then you make your intention as if you're standing behind Maqam Ibrahim, facing the Kaaba, to be able to to perform the two rakaat of the the two rakaat of the the tawaf that has been performed. May Allah grant khair and barakah to all our hujaj. And may Allah grant him to be able to be of those people who realize that we've been granted this good gift. Um, um, Jafar said, this is Jafar who speaks, and Jafar is the son of Muhammad, is, uh, the, the great grandson of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi My father said, I do not know of him stating that except from the from the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, meaning Jafar says to us that his father Muhammad said, and he firmly believed that that what he said was the advice of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In the two rakats that they recite, Jabir said, he said, Jafar says to us that Jabir said that that Muhammad says his father that Jabir said. And um, you recite in the two rakats uh, behind Maqam Ibrahim. In the first one, you recite, Kul ya ayyuh al-kafirun. And the second one, you recite, Kul wallahu ahad. You already recite these two verses, these two surahs, after the surah al-Fatiha. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after having completed his salah, and we made the, the, the salah behind Maqam Ibrahim, he then returned to the, to the house, to the, to, the, to the house, where he went to the, the Hajjul Aswat, and he touched it again, and he kissed the black stone, and then he walked off until he got to the area, onto the path of Safa and Marwa. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read the words, إِنَّ الصَّفَى وَالْمَرْوَةَ مِنْ شَعَائِرِ اللَّهِ فَمَنْ حَجَّ الْبَيْتَ أَوْ اعْتَمَرْ فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِ أَيَّ التَّوَّفَ بِهِمَا وَمَنْ تَتَوَّأَ خَيْرًا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ شَاكِرٌ عَلِيمٌ That is the verse, Surah number 2, verse 158. That's the words that Allah teaches us. But the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, إِنَّ الصَّفَى وَالْمَرْوَةَ مِنْ شَعَائِرِ اللَّهِ in the, the word, I'm sorry, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Abda'u bima bada Allahu wa rasooluhu. Abda'u Allahu bima bada Allah. I started with what Allah started off. And then Jabi says, we then say, Abda'u bima bada Allahu wa rasooluhu. We start with what Allah says and what His Messenger says. Right? And he says, أَبْدَأُ بِمَا بَدَأَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَرَسُولَهُ إِنَّ الصَّفَى وَالْمَرْوَةَ مِنْ شَعَائِرِ اللَّهِ فَمَنْ حَجَّ الْبَيْتَ أَوْ اعْتَمَرَ فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِ أَيَّ التَّوَّفَ بِهِمَا وَمَنْ تَتَوَّأَ خَيْرًا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ شَاكِرٌ عَلِيمٌ This now, uh, Allah just says, إِنَّ الصَّفَى Verily, Safa and Marwa is of the great signs of Allah. فَمَنْ حَجَّ الْبَيْتُ Whosoever then there's no harm against him, there's no sin if they make tawaf between Safa and Marwa, which means that they do the sigh between Safa and Marwa. And whosoever does righteous deeds or good or do any effort and action there between Safa and Marwa, 
then it's good for him. Allah is aware and Allah will reward that person greatly where that is concerned. May Allah grant khair and barakah to all of us, inshallah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Before I continue or allow Sheikh to continue, there is a question that came through again. And it says here, Salam, all if I make sunnah tawaf, must I make sai? Uh, the, the the question as to when are we making sai sai you only do after your tawaf of the hajj uh, like the, the when you enter into your umrah the very first day you come in with your umrah so only immediately after you in the state of haram that is when you do the sai with it and the next one is when you're on the on the hajj and you do your sai you do your Tawaf for, for, for the Hajj, then the Sai must be done. There is not a need to do a Sai between for any other uh, Tawaf. So, so your moment going down to the Kaaba to the Baytullah and making a Tawaf, Allah will grant you the reward for whatever Allah knows is the value in when you in the Haram of Makkah, and you are not even in the state of Ihram, and you're not in 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 uh, uh, like because of the Tamattu that we have been given the favor of, then you make just the, the Sai. I mean, you just make the, ta- the tawaf without a sign. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then, Sheikh, here's another question that came through. And this is in terms of uh, Hajj classes, if Sheikh Ibrahim gives Hajj classes. Yes, uh, we do have Hajj classes on. We have started somewhat at the beginning of the year. Already, uh, um, I mean, at the beginning of, yes, of, 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 uh, of, of last year, we've gone through and we've gone to a certain extent. And because we start early, because of the Hajj comes very, very, very near to the. So if we're going to start now, if you want to attend now, we are busy on certain portions, almost where we are with the things that we need to, to deal with. Um, but there's a process that needs to happen in, in, in the development of the Hajj course that we, people want to. And so, yes, you people can take our contacts uh, um, and you can follow up with us from time to time to know when the courses are starting. Most um, probably just very light. 076-071-0970 is the number. But it's also obtainable at Voice of the Cape in the event you want to have a, to know when the details is of this matter, inshallah. Shukran, jazakallah khair. Shukran so much uh, for addressing those questions. The Sheikh, the number once again is 076-071-0970. And like she said, you can make contact with us for our, at our reception desk. And that is in terms of grasping those details for the Hajj classes. The time is now 3.34. We've got a minute left before we wrap up. And yeah, I'm going to be asking Sheikh to do the closing dua, inshallah, and also to wrap up. Shukran jazakallah for that one and Yasmina. We've reached the end of everything. Like we know when something starts, there is an end to that thing. And so our day, our, our ibadah, our, our, our moments are also start coming to an end. Let us do the final dua. Can we recite Surah Al-Asr together? A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wal-Asr inna al-insana lafi husr. إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر وصلى الله على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك شكرا والحمد لله رب العالمين